Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We know there's something you want to do this weekend right now. Get outside, take advantage of the time off to take care of your money pit because we are in the money pit prevention business. We all love our homes, but we know that they do have those money pit moments when something goes wrong or maybe we just want to improve them by adding a deck building a patio, redoing the kitchen. Maybe you need to do it on a budget. Maybe you are fortunate enough to have an unlimited source of cash, in which case we would like to help you spend it. Give us a call right now. (laughs) We'll give you some ideas. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Coming up this hour, we've got tips to help you enjoy the outdoors. You know, that big extra room that you have outside your house called your yard. First up, we're going to have some tips to help you spruce up your wood deck. By staining it. You know, staining it every few years will help it look great and stay in good structural shape. And to help us with that, we've got general contractor Tom Silva from this old house stopping by with his tricks of the trade on how to do that project. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Wood decks, they're great. But if you don't want the maintenance that comes with them, you might want to consider composite decking. Now, the new generation of composite decking really looks just exactly like wood, but requires almost zero maintenance. So we're going to tell you all about it in a few minutes. And also ahead, we've got tips on patio scaping. What's that, you say? Well, it's going to help you take your patio up to the next level with seating and accessories to make it look both relaxing and functional. And speaking of relaxing, we've got a great prize this hour. We're giving away a golf organizer from Suncast and CSNsheds.com, and it's a great way to keep your clubs handy all year, and it's worth 70 bucks. Well, we really are covering the outdoor life. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question for your chance to win. Let's get right to it. Leslie, who's first? Maureen in New York needs some help refinishing a bathtub. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, my question is, we're going to replace the bathtub we have, and we found an old clawfoot tub that was taken out of a house. It's in pretty nice shape, but it does need some kind of help. It's rusted and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's uh, too much work to refinish that or how you go about refinishing that, or is it better to buy the new plastic tubs that they have, kind of? The newer ones are really light. Well, I mm-hmm. love those old uh, those old cast iron tubs. That's like I mean, fantasy bath time to yeah, me. Really, That's all I dream about. <laughs> That's the last time they made a bathtub big enough for me to fit in. <laughs> and, and, like, you could soak up to your shoulders exactly. and be completely relaxed. Yeah, I know. It's I like a pool. W- I would never, I mean, if I could in my own life and the bathroom could support it and I was ready for it, I would absolutely have a vintage clawfoot tub or a reproduction thereof that is also cast iron. Um, Since you've got one that needs some work, you're better off probably giving it to a pro and having them completely reglaze it. It'll last a long time, almost as long as if you bought a new one. It'll be durable. It will hold the temperature on your water fantastic. You will have a hot bath from the moment you get in until the moment you get out. Oh, that's great. Do you have any idea what that runs or what it would cost to have somebody refinish it? Uh, I would guess it would probably be in sort of the two to $500 range. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And, but it's and worth I, it. And I, it's definitely going to be worth it because they've got the tools and the equipment to do this so that it really stays on. There's a lot of sort of do-it-yourself glazing kits out there. Yeah. But they're sort of glorified paint, and they just don't okay. stick around. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If you did yeah. that, would it even hold up? No, I, I, I wouldn't not. do it myself. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Glenn in Illinois is dealing with a leaky water heater. It's leaking into the furnace. What's going on? Well, no, it's actually it's it's leaning. It's oh, leaning. Okay. Me out. It's the the water heater is is leaning. Huh. Uh, and the the furnace is next to it, and there's right. like the, the together they're the leading tower of pieces. <laughs> oh, good toward, lord! Towards each other, who have apparently whoever did the furnace or the water heater, uh, they cut the floor joists. Oh no! In the crawl, in, in the crawl space. So. Oh man, uh, what a mess! So you've got a water you got a water heater problem. You've got a structural problem. Yes. And and the furnace problem. <laughs> and so the reason it's leaning is because the floor joist is cut underneath it. Exactly. And All right. I've gotten under there and. Putting a couple of um, um, what do they call those things that, that screw up underneath and kind of support oh like it. some like some like jacks a jack. yeah a jack exactly mm. I put All a right. couple of those under there but it seems to be making it worse yeah well listen if you have a cut floor joist you have to sister it you have to put a new one next to it and sometimes that's a little bit tricky but that's the only way to properly reinforce it in terms of you the have to sag it above. Uh, I don't necessarily jack it. You have to put it side by side. What I was going to tell you is that once a floor sags, it's really hard to get it back in place. Sometimes you can pick it up a little bit, and then you attach this new floor joist across the cut one, and then that ends up carrying load, so to speak, and you would glue it and screw it or nail it together or even bolt it. It's called a sister joist. Think of it as a splint over the broken one. Oh, do you have to take the, the weight off of it in order to do that? No. No, no, you leave everything that's there. You just You just sort of work this one up next to it sometimes you might have pipes or wires in the way that have to be adjusted or temporarily removed to get it in there but in a perfect situation situation you're going to want to go from the foundation wall all the way to the girder if it's that kind of a floor joist so that you cover it as with as long a piece as possible so i would also caution you that <laughs> if you try to straighten out the water heater it may go from a leaning water heater to a leaking <laughs> water heater because you'll be putting stress on the pipes so you might just want to kind of lean every, leave everything where it is, but reinforce that joist so it doesn't cause any further damage. Hmm. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can be part of the Money Pit by picking up the phone and giving us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Up next, composite decking. It looks better than ever, and it's more durable as well. We're going to give you tips on how to get the look of real wood without any of the work needed to maintain it. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. It's time to get those clubs out and hit the green. In this hour, we're giving away a prize that can help you do just that. We have got the Suncast Golf Organizer worth $69.99. It is made of heavy-duty metal construction. It'll stand up great in the shed or the garage. It stores two golf bags and standard golf equipment. The top bin holds loose balls, tees, and accessories, and the adjustable feet allow for leveling. 
More info at csn.com or give us a call right now for your chance to win. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call, especially if you are thinking of ways to enjoy your great outdoors. You know, the weather is finally warming up. We all want to start using the backyards. And actually, a deck can be your most important and your most enjoyed outdoor living space. It actually adds square footage to your home without an actual remodeling project. So it's really a win-win situation. And making your deck beautiful brings value to your home. You know, there's no such thing as a no-maintenance deck. So when you're choosing what material you're going to build your deck out of, Remember, there's a big difference between wood and alternative materials like composites and PVCs. That's right. You know, water, sun, and insects can really wreak havoc on unprotected wood decks. You won't have those kinds of problems with composite decking. The brand that we have used here on the Money Pit is Horizon by Fiberon. They are one of our sponsors. The product looks like real wood down to the texture, which simulates the wood's grain. They've got great colors. It includes tropical hardwoods like rosewood and ipe. It really is just stunning. And Horizon doesn't have any of the drawbacks of older composites. There's no staining, no fading, no scratching, and it's totally mold-resistant. In fact, Fiberon has one of the best warranties in the business. It's the industry's first-ever 10-year stain and fade warranty. So if you're thinking about building a deck, look into all the options, check out Fiberon is one of the composites that you consider. It's a great product. If you want more information, you can visit them at fiberondecking.com. And if you need some help planning your deck project or perhaps even a patio project, pick up the phone right now and give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, Annie in South Dakota's got a noisy house. Tell us what's going on there. Um, my house is around thirteen years old, and our um, master bathroom shares a wall with another bedroom in the house, and um, a lot of noise can be heard through the wall, if you get what I mean. I do. I was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> is there some way of insulating that wall without being too destructive? Mm. Well, insulation would only help to some extent. You could do blown-in insulation. Probably a better thing to do is to put a second layer of drywall on it with an insulating glue in between called green glue. Green glue? It's, mm-hmm. it's made to deaden noise. Specifically designed for this particular purpose. Okay. Okay, because what it does is, it, is, as Leslie said, it makes a deadening, sort of a deadened space where the vibration can be absorbed between the layers of drywall. You don't have to use full half-inch drywall. You can use three-eighths. But that will make a big difference, especially if you do it on both sides of the wall. You'll find that the walls are a lot quieter. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Down in Pennsylvania is getting ready for the warm weather and looking to buy an AC. How can we help? Yes, my uh, central air conditioner is 22 years old. And we've been doing a lot of looking on the Internet. All the air conditioners are good. All the air conditioners are bad. How do you choose the right, a good one? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Right now, what you want to do is choose one that qualifies for the federal energy tax credit. And the reason I say that is because that's the highest efficiency standard right now. Not only will you get a good quality air conditioner that's very efficient, you will also qualify for the tax credit, which can refund you up to $1,500 off of the taxes you'll owe the government in 2011 if you buy it before the end of 2010. So as long as you stick to the Energy Star models that qualify for the federal tax credit, I think you'll be assured of getting a good quality unit. Okay, another thing what they're doing, they're pushing uh, heat pumps over central air, and we already have forced natural gas. 
Well, you don't need a heat pump then. The only reason you would get a heat pump is if you had electric heat and you wanted to spend a little bit less. A heat pump is going to be less expensive than straight electric heat. But if you already have gas furnace, I would not Which get rid of Which is affordable my, and very good. Yeah, I would not get rid of natural gas to install a heat pump. No way, no how. Well, that's, actually, they said they could tie it in where the heat pump could actually run. Why would you want to supplement a less expensive uh, heating source with a more with a expensive? With more expensive. Heat? Plus, here's, here's, what you, here's what they don't tell you about heat pumps. And in fact, Leslie just learned this because she's yeah, got, to- she's I mean, got totally. one in her basement right now. Um, heat pumps don't put out heat at the same temperature a gas furnace puts out heat. So while the gas furnace may put out heat at, say, 115 degrees, 120 degrees. And you feel it and it's all nice and toasty. You stand next to the heat pump and you're like, why is cool air coming out of here? It's supposed to be warm. It's it's not really cool, but it's more like 90, 95 degrees. So it feels cool to you. So I would never replace a gas furnace with a heat pump. I would just get a real efficient central air conditioning unit. You know um, who makes a really good one is Train. Mm-hmm. T-R-A-N-E. Take a look at those. And again, buy one that qualifies for the tax credit. All the manufacturers today will tell you which models qualify for the tax credit. But do it now before the end of the year because, you know, you're not, this is not going to be around forever. These tax credits are going to run out as fast as the clunker program did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you're shopping for, you know, an, an installer, make sure that they help you do all of that paperwork and research and get all of what you need to hand to the accountant together. Because when we put in the central AC, you know, our guy handed us a booklet at the end and was like, here's everything you need. Please give this to your accountant. Made it completely easy. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all I need to know. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Don. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bev in West Virginia needs some help with a gutter situation. What's going on? Uh, hi, I have a, a 1904 bungalow, and my gutters every fall get filled with leaves, and they're too high for our ladder um, to climb up, and so we have to have someone to come and do that for us. Okay. Uh, what I was wondering is, is there some sort of a um, gutter guard or some kind of screening or something that would be good uh, to use in a situation like this? Bev, there are a bunch of options out there. You could start with gutter screens, and they'll do a pretty good job of keeping out the majority of the leaves and debris, but eventually the leaves will sort of rot and they need to be, the screens pulled out and then the gutters cleaned anywhere. There are also a bunch of gutter guards out there. Some work better than other, but others, but basically the way they work is they allow the leaves to wash over the gutters and onto the ground, but the water through the force of surface tension actually goes into the gutter. I put some of those on my dad's house, and they worked pretty good for quite a long period of time. I think that's probably the best option, and I'd probably go with a gutter guard over a gutter screen. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Beth. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Sylvia in California needs some help with a kitchen counter project. What's going on? Hi, I'm calling because um, we're interested in changing out our countertops. And right now, the counters that are there are ceramic tile. They've been there since the condo was uh, built in 1983. Okay. And so the grout is kind of coming up, and it just doesn't look very good. And um, I heard you say in a previous show that you have to um, 
you have to do the um, refinish granite every year. Yeah, granite granite's beautiful, but granite requires an awful lot of maintenance. Now, do you want to uh, continue with a tile countertop, or do you want to completely change? Well, um, I do like the ceramic tile, but I was wondering if there are any other options out there that are as durable. Or, you know, we are, we'd also like to do the installation ourselves. Well, certainly a ceramic tile uh, countertop is one of the easiest ones to do as a do-it-yourself project. But there are also granite tiles. Now, you can get remnants of granite at your local stone guy that could be 12 by 12. You can even find them at the local home centers and lay that as you would tile. You could either do a grout line or I prefer if you're dealing with such a large granite tile not to do a grout line and sort of butt everything together. And as you mentioned with granite, the only thing that you need to do annually is sort of reseal them. And you can kind of let it go to every two years. But if you do let it go to every two years, you'll notice that in areas, when they cut the granite to make it for the countertop, when they sort of slice it into the thicknesses that'll work for them, what happens is they get these little pox and spaces that just the stone sort of pops out of. And then they put, is it like a resin over it, Tom? To seal it? Yeah, they put some sort of like, it's it, it's almost like a resin and it fills in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And over time from your cleaning and your usage of the countertop, those spaces that were missing stone that filled in with resin kind of pop out. You'll notice it on the edge that you cut into the granite. So you want to, if you're doing granite just every year or so, make sure it's resealed just so that it maintains its durability. I mean, it, it, it can be a pain, but it doesn't have to be. So if you want to do something yourself, you're not going to be able to do a solid granite, but you can do these granite tiles, and they're beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much for the information. You're welcome, Sylvia. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And working on those kitchens in a tight economy, very, very good impre- uh, investment. You'll get about a 75% return when it comes time to sell the house. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, we've got simple step-by-step advice on how to stain your wood deck so it stays around for a lot of years to come. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Choose the brand that pros trust most. Bostitch, available at Lowe's and other retailers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, Leslie, the saying, April showers bring May flowers. Mm -hmm. But I add to that, also wet basements (laughs) at the same time. Not that I'm being a downer, but... I got to tell you, we get more calls this time of year about flooded basements and crawl spaces than any other time of the year. And the truth of the matter is, it's easy to fix. doesn't have to cost tens of thousands of dollars. Go to our website, search on the solution for wet basements at moneypit.com, and you will find it, and you'll be amazed how easy it is to make it dry up once and for all. Corbett in Iowa is working on a tiling project. How can we help you? Uh, yeah, I have a old cinder block shower and I'm remodeling my bathroom and uh, it's got paint I mean layers and layers and years of paint and I I tried sanding it off and it's pretty much impossible it smells terrible uh, 
I just was wondering if the mastic, a real good mastic, would be good enough. Well, so it's a cinder block wall right now? Right. It's a, a complete cinder block shower. I see. And I'm just going to make it a tile shower. All right. So you want to kind of spruce it up a bit, and you're wondering what your options are to get the tile on that block. Have you got you got off as much of the glue, I mean, as, as much as the paint as you possibly could? Well, I started uh, with an angle grinder, and, I mean, it, I was kind of worried about what could be in the, one of these layers of paint. Yeah, I don't blame you, because you'd yeah. be breathing in lead paint. Right, right. But, I mean, the paint that's on there is not loose. I mean, it's really well adhered to the block. Yeah, very well. And I well. think you could apply a tile mastic and go right on top of that. That's what I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's not peeling, because you can't put, you know, the glue over the paint, otherwise it's all going to fall off. But if it's... If it's on there really well, I don't see why you couldn't just mastic right over that. Right. Excellent, excellent. And I thought maybe I'd do maybe a little extra on the actual floor. Uh-huh. Make sure to make sure I get good adhesion down there, you know. Now, there's a new product. Well, I don't know how new it is, but it's different, certainly. There's something called Snapstone. Have you heard of this? It's a floating porcelain tile floor, and it's basically a, a porcelain tile that's on some sort of like a plastic base, and then they all snap together, so you don't use any adhesive, but you use a specialized sort of flexible grout once you've got that in place. And they come in large sizes, but they also come in, I think, six-by-six six squares, which could be kind of nice for a bathroom shower floor. I mean, it's worth it. This way you don't have to worry about adhesion there. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. You're welcome, Corbin. Good luck with that project. Let us know how it comes out, would you? Yeah, I will. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you've got a wood deck at your money pit, now is the time of year to get out there and start enjoying it. But if it's looking a little worse for the wear, you can actually extend its life by giving it a really good cleaning and then restaining it. Do it now, and then you don't have to do it again for another couple of years, and it's not a really terrible project, right? Absolutely not. Here with some tips to help make sure your standing job sticks around and looks great is this old house host, Kevin O'Connor, and the show's general contractor, Tom Silva. And guys, this is a very doable project for a weekend warrior, isn't it? Staining the deck is a great do-it-yourself home improvement project. It'll extend the life of your deck, it'll dramatically improve your curb appeal, and it doesn't cost a lot. But what's the key to a properly stained deck, Tom? Like any painting and staining project, preparation is the key. First, wash the deck by applying a deck wash using a pump sprayer. Scrub it with a stiff bristle brush and then rinse it off. For the most part, I don't like pressure washers. They can damage the surface of the deck. I also like to use a fungicide and a mildew preventer, usually made from borate. You can apply that with a pump sprayer but you don't want to wash this off. Let it soak into the wood. When the wood is dry, you can then apply the stain. Now what I like to do if you use an oil-based stain, I like to take and mix a little bit of polyurethane or varnish in with the stain, about a half a pint per gallon. And how many coats of stain do you recommend? Well, usually takes two because the wood gets pretty dry. All right. Well, if you want more information, you can watch a video about how to stain a deck on thisoldhouse.com. Tom Silva, Kevin O'Connor, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks, Tom. Nice to be here. Nice to be here, Tom. You know, and if you're looking for a quick little fix that really doesn't require a lot of work, say if your deck is only kind of looking bad in a couple of sections, right. go to those damaged boards flip them over, and then reattach them, and it really will look fantastic. And then you can go ahead and stain the entire deck, and it's going to look great. Good point. Well, if you want more information from Tommy and Kevin, be sure to watch them on This Old House, which is brought to you by Cub Cadet. Cub Cadet, you can't get any better. 
Up next, we've got tips to help create the perfect patio with the right furnishings, lighting, and accessories. That's all coming up after this. Now you have a choice in zero-turn riders, lap bars, or a steering wheel. Introducing the new Cub Cadet Z-Force S, the revolutionary zero-turn rider with steering wheel control. Four-wheel steering delivers stable and secure control even on hills. Come in today to get a good look at the new Cub Cadet Z-Force S. There's never been anything like it. Cub Cadet products are the best in their class. To see how building better products leads to a better experience and better results, head to CubCadet.com. If you're about to buy hardwood floors, listen carefully. Absolutely no one beats the deals at Lumber Liquidators. They buy direct from the mill, cutting out the middleman, and pass the savings on to you. You'll find prices like laminate floors for 69 cents a square foot and Bellawood's solid prefinished hardwood with a 50-year warranty starting at $2.99 a square foot, plus lots more incredible deals. Call 800-HARDWOOD or visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Warmer weather and sunnier days mean spending more time outside and entertaining friends and family. If you need a new patio set or furniture for the family room to refresh your home this spring, there's only one thing you're going to want to do. Check out the Direct Buy Club today for members-only pricing with incredible savings at up to half off. And not just furnishings, they also have members-only pricing on cookware, cabinets, toys, jewelry, luggage, and tools. Call 800-828-2019 right now and get a free 30-day membership. That's 800-828-2019. 800-828-2019. Any cutting job is easier with a Stanley Fat Max retractable utility knife in your toolbox. Ergonomically designed, the Stanley Fat Max retractable utility knife is easy to use and its soft touch grip and panels allow better control and fewer slips. The push-button blade changer means no extra tools, and a pop-up blade dispenser makes changeover quick and easy. Put a quality Stanley Fat Max retractable utility knife in your toolbox. To learn more about the complete line of Stanley tools, visit stanleytools.com. It is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Well, it is springtime. The birds are chirping and the grass is green, which can only mean one thing. Time to get your golf clubs out. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I'm not a golfer, but people who play golf, they love it. And they live for this time of year. So we've got a great prize for you, golfer slash home improver out there. We're giving away some golf equipment that will keep all of your golf items organized. We've got the Suncast Golf Organizer worth $69 from CSNSheds.com. It's got a heavy-duty metal construction. It's going to stand up great in your shed or your garage or your bedroom, depending on where you'd like to keep your golf clubs. Because I know people are very 
very attached. I'm thinking that the bedroom thing isn't going to work out too well. No, people I mean, are attached you think, to their golf clubs. I well, don't know. The couple would both have to be into it. Well, Otherwise, it holds like, two golf bags, so you're good. So <laughs> it's a great prize. If you're looking for some home improvement advice, give us a call. We'll answer your home improvement question on the air. Plus, one lucky caller is going to win. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I think if I put that in my bedroom, my wife would try to hang me on it. But you're also not a golfer. See? <laughs> See? I think I'm onto something here. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question for your chance to win. Pam in North Carolina, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I have a house that was built in 1972, and it's built on slab. The entire center of the house is an atrium, and it has a slate floor. Okay. And under the atrium part, the well, all the ductwork is galvanized. Does it go and through the slab, through the cement floor? Yes, yes, it okay. is. And in the atrium part, we have narrowed it down to the atrium, there are pretty large holes in the galvanized ductwork. And when we have rain, the rain seeps in, and sometimes it's almost to the level of the cement, and we have to pump it out. And I was wondering if there's anything you can recommend to seal these galvanized ductwork areas. Pam, unfortunately, this is a fairly common problem that a lot of people complain about, and there's really not a lot that you can do, but I'm going to give you two tips that could help. Okay. First of all, we want to try to see if we can reduce the amount of water that's finding its way up into those ducts. And the solution here is the same advice that we would give you if you're calling about a flooded crawl space or a flooded basement. If uh, you get a lot of water that it collects in those areas when the rain is heavy, you want to try to take the steps to get the water away from the foundation perimeter. So, for example, the gutter system. We want to take a look at the gutter system that's closest to this atrium area and make sure that they're clean and free-flowing and the downspouts are extending way away from the foundation. Also, you want to look at the grade the angle of the soil as it uh, slopes away from the outside walls. Those two things will help manage a lot of the storm water and keep it away from the duct space. Typically what ends up happening here is people give up on the ducts and then put in some other type of heating system. You can use the ducts as chases to run PEX tubing, for example, if you wanted to, say, take this portion of the house and convert it to a hot water system. Um, Or you could, you know, use some other system or run ducts above it and try to push the heat down, which is frankly challenging to do. But sometimes when you have these heating systems in the slab, it's your only option. But I hope that gives you at least some place to start with it. It's not uncommon, and uh, unfortunately, it ends up with them riding out and filling up with water. All right, now we've got Rodney in Kansas who needs some help with new windows. What can we do for you? Well, I've got some uh, pellet casement-style windows that are oh, 28 years old. Uh, okay. Fixed outer pane. They have a removable inner pane that's a storm panel. Only they have holes drilled in the sash for in between the two panes of glass to right. let uh, air in so that they won't fog up in the wintertime. Yep, they were good windows. They were state-of-the-art back then. They were. <laughs> well, they uh not really efficient at this point in time. Yeah, well, that's true. And, and the new ones, I mean, technology has changed uh, so much. Today, uh, the Energy Star glass packages that qualify for the federal tax credit are just you know, light years more efficient. And so how can we help you? Thinking about buying some new ones? You want some tips on where to go, what to get? Uh, That might be a good idea. Is there a way that I can just replace glass, have a glass contractor, or do I need to go frames, 
clear down to the uh, rough opening. No, you pretty much need to tear the whole thing out. You can't just replace old glass with new glass and have it be energy efficient. It certainly wouldn't be cost effective and also most likely wouldn't qualify you for any of the tax credits that are available if you do the project uh, between now and the end of the year. So what I would suggest you do is we actually wrote a new chapter for our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. And it's called Your Complete Replacement Window Guide. It's available for free download online at moneypit.com or just simply Google uh, Money Pit Replacement <laughs> Window Guide and you will find it. Uh, sign up, download it. It will walk you through all of the options that you have for choosing uh, new replacement windows for your house from uh, you know the differences in the types of glass to how to work with the contractor. All the information's in there and it's completely free. I'll try it. All right, good luck with the project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, it's a great time right now to get outside and spruce up your patio. And if you're thinking that your patio is a bit plain, perhaps a bit boring, you can spruce it up with the right furniture and accessories and create a really terrific backyard getaway just steps from your home. You know, patioscaping is a trend that is here to stay. And there are a few things to keep in mind if you'd like to do this for your patio. First, if you'd like to entertain, you want to consider planning a food prep area or a built-in counter to serve as a buffet or a serving place. Now, you can create this as yourself. You can build an outdoor bar yourself that could do this and, and really start, start to frame in the whole area. And it really can look fantastic. Now, if you want to just lounge and hang out there, you might want to think about a hammock, chase lounges, wooden benches, perhaps with some pillows covered in durable outdoor fabrics. And I think the fabrics really add a lot because you're talking about a really hard space. Add some soft fabrics, some nice cushions. Really look, makes it look very, very decorative. Mm -hmm. And it's important. If you're bringing in anything that's made with outdoor fabrics, you want to make sure that you use a water-resistant foam or filler for whatever cushions, things that you're using outside. Otherwise, if you put that outdoor fabric around, you know, regular foam from the fabric store, you're going to get mold, mildew. It's going to be gross. It's never going to dry out. So choose outdoor foams as well when you're doing that. Now, what now, about lighting? Lighting is fantastic. You know, solar lights are a fantastic way. It's a really inexpensive way to add a lot of atmosphere to your outdoor patio space. And accent lighting is really key. It helps you utilize all of those spaces. Now, string lights, you can get them anywhere. You can get them in a ton of different shapes and sizes. And they're they come not in, just for holidays anymore. Not at all. And you know what? They come <laughs> in festive colors and mm -hmm. little fun shapes, even little bamboo sort of lantern-y looking things. They really add just a, you know, a festive feeling and some drama to the space. It looks great. You can even accent trees with lights that are at the ground level or put a light up in the branches. You know, there's also nothing more beautiful than candlelight outdoors, but you want to make sure that if you choose candles, you want to use sturdy candle holders so nothing blows over and starts, you know, an accidental fire. And now many families, they're also using the patio as a place to use playground equipment. You know, toys, swings, basketball hoops, even wading pools in the summer months. So remember, keep your yard organized, add a clean storage area to protect your bikes and toys when they're not use and then let the adults enjoy the space and just have fun out there good tip this is the money pit home improvement radio show call us right now with your home improvement question the number is one eight 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 money pit coming up next more often than not a home improvement project turns up surprises now sometimes they are great surprises like a hardwood floor under that wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. So we're going to talk about how to restore those old wood floors that have been protected by those wonderful drop costs that have been down for 20 or 30 years called carpeting next. Money Pit. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we love to call you friends here in our own minds. We like to say you're our friends over here at the Money Pit. But we really want you to be our friends. So why not head on over to Facebook? We've got a great page over there. It's filled with lots of excellent information. And we are always writing new stuff there that gets sent right to you if you are a friend. So why not fan us by texting fan the Money Pit to fbook at 32665 right from your cell phone and you will instantly be added as a fan or a friend on our Facebook page and we're happy to have you and while you're snooping around on the web head on over to moneypit.com and you can email us your question by clicking on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon and I've got one here from Bill who writes I own a 1955 home I pulled up a corner of the carpet and padding to find wood floors but there seems to be some padding sticking to the floor and the nail holes from the nail strips around the outside edges I've read that many people have gone back to their underlying hardwoods is this a big or expensive project not necessarily and i gotta tell you a 1955 home is a really good year for houses i'll tell you why because first of all you've got the hardwood floor standard in the house it's good quality hardwood. what were they using around that time period for what for floors for flooring yeah oak Mm -hmm. oak english red oak mostly and if you look at the quality of it, you know, long pieces, not a lot of knots, that kind of stuff, high quality. And then they immediately covered it up with carpet, which I never got, but that's just the way they did it. But thank goodness, because now it's been covered by that great drop cloth for all these years. <laughs> so you pull it up and you find that you've got some old rubber padding that's sticking to it and that sort of thing. You got to scrape it up. I mean, any way you can get that old padding up, just do it. Scrape it as much as best you can. Then have a crew come in and sand the floor. Don't do it yourself. Don't rent the sander unless you handle a belt sander, a floor belt sander every single day. (laughs) With expertise, you will not be happy. You will ruin the floor. But somebody does it every day. We'll sand that floor for around a dollar a square foot, maybe a little more in some areas of the country, and it's definitely worth it. And then you can finish it yourself. And as far as those holes around the edge, just get some oak filler and fill them in that's from the the tackless which is that nailing strip mm-hmm. that the carpet is attached which holds to the carpet yeah and that carpet i mean that wood floor can look fantastic when we moved into our house uh there was an orange shag carpet that had been down forever i don't know what my folks my folks were thinking <laughs> you can't blame down. anybody else it was your family's family house, house. <laughs> But, you know, as soon as they left, headed down the street, I yanked it out. And, you know, I found this gorgeous Douglas fir floor underneath. So much like the hardwood floor, except it's actually a softwood, we're able to totally refinish it and it looks great. All right. Next up, we've got one from Connie who writes, My roof is only about three years old. I've noticed moss, and my husband said the shingles are starting to lift up because of the moss. Mm. We've gotten a lot of advice on what to do, but they're not sure about the best way to remove it. Would it lift up a shingle if you've got to you know, be a moss if, growth? If it grows thick enough, it can push the shingle up and break the shingle. It, it rarely causes any damage. Uh, it's more of a visual thing than anything else. But there's a couple of things that you need to do, Connie. First of all, if you've got a lot of moss on the roof, I'm going to suspect that you have a lot of shade. Mm-hmm. So you do want to trim back trees because sunlight is the best mildecide out there in terms of keeping that in check. So trim back trees so you have more sunshine there. Then you're going to want to treat the entire roof surface with an oxygenated bleach because that will kill the moss. Uh, Spray it on there. Pump-up sprayer works really good, a garden sprayer. Let it sit for 10, 15 minutes, and then rinse it off. Might need to gently brush it like with a broom. But, of course, remember we're talking about potentially slippery solution here on a sloping roof, and we have the whole gravity thing to consider. Mm -hmm. 
So you need to be very careful about how you do this. But when you're done, you'll have a very clean roof. Mm-hmm. And once it's clean, like Tom said, the sunlight is the best way to prevent it from coming back. So good luck with that new roof. You shouldn't have to replace it already. It's only three. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've shared a single tip or two that can help you <laughs> improve your Money Pit, turning it from house to home to castle. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.